Welcome to this module on Parallelism, which is a useful, practical, and awesome lesson. Well, what does parallelism mean? When you think of the word parallel, what do you think of? Do you think of geometry? Well, that's good, because parallel means things run together without running into each other. They're the same distance, you might say, from each other, and they don't interfere or intersect with each other. Well, you can use that kind of analogy, metaphor, to <clears throat> think about parallelism in writing. Parallelism is not grammar so much as good style. Um, and style is extremely important in good writing. Um, if you look at number one, sentence number one, we have, my brother is kind, intelligent, and he is always on time. You might think this is a good sentence. I mean, the spelling is okay. It's punctuated correctly. However, the style is poor. But can you tell why? Well, the writer has made a decision to use adjectives. He has used kind and intelligent. But then we have a phrase. We have a sentence. We have a clause, right? He is always on time. Well, that is kind of like the diagram you see below. We have kind and intelligent, which are parallel, like train tracks. But then we have he is always on time, kind of runs over them, kind of creating a crash, you know, destroys everything. But how can we fix that? You have to think sometimes about your vocabulary. Is there an adjective, for instance? Do you know an adjective that means that someone is on time, is always on time? Well, you might say, oh, yes, I know punctual. Well, very good. That would give you sentence number two. My brother is kind, intelligent, and punctual. So now you understand parallelism means you're making a choice, and you need to be consistent with those choices. So we are looking right now at just adjectives. But it doesn't stop there. <clears throat> it also works with verbs. If you look at sentence three, we have my sister loves singing and to dance all night. Wow, if your sister does this, she has a lot of energy. But unfortunately, the sentence is no good. How do you think we can fix it? All right, good, you're getting better. You're getting better. We need to keep the verbs in the same form, right? So in this sentence, we have a gerund and an infinitive. The verb loves can have either a gerund or infinitive after it. So let's choose gerunds. They sound more active, right? And this will give us number four. My sister loves singing and dancing all night. And here's a note. Remember, when you use a series of infinitive verbs, do not repeat the particle to. So look at number five. Modern technology allows everyone to learn, work, and relax more enjoyably. So we have used what? We have used a parallel series of infinitives, but we did not repeat the particle to before each verb. And this is the same with verbs that use auxiliary verbs, like the perfect forms, such as have worked. Look at sentence six. I have worked 
and studied very hard this semester. Notice that we don't repeat the auxiliary verb have. We simply have worked and we understand that studied is also uh, present perfect. <clears throat> now it's not only verbs but also phrases and clauses that you need to keep in parallel. Look at number seven. Either Mark will take the kids to school or his wife will. If you thought this was a good sentence, that's mm, too bad. Just because we can talk like this in public does not mean it's going to be good in writing. And why is that? Well, one thing is when in writing, people are actually looking very closely at the words, not just going for the meaning as we do when we're talking to each other. So we have two subjects and one possible action here. They are the items that are parallel. The note is parallel items always need to be as close together as possible so that the information is easier for the reader. You could say that there are two possible types of parallelism, like the diagrams below. You have A, where you have one subject and two possible verbs or adjectives or phrases. Or you have B, where you have a verb, adjective, or phrase, and two possible subjects. In diagram A, verbs, adjectives, or phrases would be parallel, and in B, subjects would be parallel. As we can see in number seven, the correlative conjunction, either or, can be used in these situations. These conjunctions can help us to keep items parallel. So let's rewrite the sentence, number seven, keeping parallel subjects together, such as we have in eight. Either Mark or his wife will take the kids to school. See how much easier that is to understand? And for English speakers, for instance, whenever we hear either and then a subject, we expect another subject to come after that, not a verb. Or if we have either <clears throat> and a verb, we expect another verb to come after it. So sentence seven originally had what? It had the structure of B. We had two subjects, but one possible action. And there are other parallel forms these diagrams can help you with, <clears throat> such as neither nor, and not only, but also. Let's look at sentences 9, A, and B. Do we have a diagram A or B situation here? Good, you're getting better. It's diagram A. The two, the two phrases we have need to correlate, that we need to correlate, are a good cook and a healthy eater. We will use neither nor because we have a situation with two negatives. And our sentence will look like number 10. Martin is neither a good cook nor a healthy eater. So do you notice how neither nor come immediately before whatever verbs or adjectives or phrases we're keeping in parallel? We have the subject, which is only one. We get that out of the way first. So Martin, and then we have the main verb is, and then we enter our parallel uh, construction. So Martin is neither a good cook nor a healthy eater. If we look at 11, what diagram relates to this pair? 
Good. It's diagram B situation. So we need to correlate the supervisor and the employees. In addition, it looks like an either-or situation. So we'll have like sentence 12. Either the supervisor or the employees are wrong. Note, if you reverse the subjects, the verb would agree with the closest subject, as in 13. Either the employees or the supervisor is wrong. Note, the correlative always comes before the word or phrase that is going to be parallel. It is the same with not only but also. So look at sentence 14. The aliens are not only big, but also strong. Well, now it's time for you to try. You will see this frame for about two minutes, and then we will go to the answers. So again, you're trying to use either or, neither nor, or not only but also. And remember to look for the patterns that the writer is setting up, whether it's adjectives or verbs or phrases that you're trying to keep in parallel. Okay, in another few seconds, we'll go to the answers page. Okay, let's go to the answers page. So in the first one, we have, my dog is affectionate, playful, and he seems to understand a lot of things. Well, we have affectionate and playful, right? So we need another adjective. And if a person or animal, for instance, seems to understand a lot, then we could say that that person or animal is intelligent. So intelligent is one of the, probably one of the best adjectives we could play here, use here. Uh, and we want to keep them parallel. So we have affectionate, playful, and intelligent. How about number two? We have one subject, right? Mr. Adams. Mr. Adams has a lovely family, and Mr. Adams has a magnificent mansion. So it's one subject with two possible um, parallel items. So Mr. Adams has not only a lovely family, but also a magnificent mansion. And three, everyone needs to work, to sleep, and to eat. Remember what we said about parallel infinitives? We only use the particle to once. So everyone needs to work, sleep, and eat. In number four, we have my sister will drive me to school, my brother will drive me to school. Well here, our subjects will be parallel, right? because we have two possible subjects but only one possible action. So either my sister or my brother will drive me to school. And last, neither the animals nor the hunter were aware of the other hunters. So remember that your verb needs to agree with the noun that's closest to it. So neither the animals nor the hunter was aware of the other hunters. So I hope this video helped. Please view it as many times as you need to, and good luck. Welcome to this module on parallelism, which is a useful, practical, and awesome lesson.
What does parallelism mean? When you think of the word parallel, what do you think of? Do you think of geometry? Well, that's good, because parallel means things run together without running into each other. They're the same distance, you might say, from each other, and they don't interfere or intersect with each other. Well, you can use that kind of analogy, metaphor, to <clears throat> think about parallelism in writing. Parallelism is not grammar so much as good style. Um, and style is extremely important in good writing. Um, if you look at number one, sentence number one, we have, my brother is kind, intelligent, and he is always on time. You might think this is a good sentence. I mean, the spelling is okay, it's punctuated correctly. However, the style is poor. But can you tell why? Well, the writer has made a decision to use adjectives. He has used kind and intelligent. But then we have a phrase, we have a sentence, we have a clause, right? He is always on time. Well, that is kind of like the diagram you see below. We have kind and intelligent, which are parallel, like train tracks. But then we have he is always on time, kind of runs over them, kind of creating a crash, you know, destroys everything. But how can we fix that? You have to think sometimes about your vocabulary. Is there a adjective, for instance? Do you know an adjective that means that someone is on time, is always on time? Well, you might say, oh, yes, I know punctual. Well, very good. That would give you sentence number two. My brother is kind, intelligent, and punctual. So now you understand parallelism means you're making a choice and you need to be consistent with those choices. So we are looking right now at just adjectives. But it doesn't stop there. <clears throat> it also works with verbs. If you look at sentence three, we have my sister loves singing and to dance all night. Wow, if your sister does this, she has a lot of energy. But unfortunately, the sentence is no good. How do you think we can fix it? All right, good, you're getting better. You're getting better. We need to keep the verbs in the same form, right? So in this sentence, we have a gerund and an infinitive. The verb loves can have either a gerund or infinitive after it. So let's choose gerunds. They sound more active, right? And this will give us number four. My sister loves singing and dancing all night. And here's a note. Remember, when you use a series of infinitive verbs, do not repeat the particle to. So look at number five. Modern technology allows everyone to learn, work, and relax more enjoyably. So we have used what? We have used a parallel series of infinitives, but we did not repeat the particle to before each verb. And this is the same with verbs that use auxiliary verbs, like the perfect forms, such as have worked. Look at sentence six. I have worked and studied very hard this semester. Notice that we don't repeat the auxiliary verb have. We simply have worked, and we understand that studied is also uh, present perfect.
<clears throat> now, it's not only verbs, but also phrases and clauses that you need to keep in parallel. Look at number seven. Either Mark will take the kids to school or his wife will. If you thought this was a good sentence, that's mm, too bad. Just because we can talk like this in public does not mean it's going to be good in writing. And why is that? Well, one thing is when in writing, people are actually looking very closely at the words, not just going for the meaning as we do when we're talking to each other. So we have two subjects and one possible action here. They are the items that are parallel. The note is parallel items always need to be as close together as possible so that the information is easier for the reader. You could say that there are two possible types of parallelism, like the diagrams below. You have A, where you have one subject and two possible verbs or adjectives or phrases. Or you have B, where you have a verb, adjective, or phrase, and two possible subjects. In diagram A, verbs, adjectives, or phrases would be parallel, and in B, subjects would be parallel. As we can see in number seven, the correlative conjunction, either or, can be used in these situations. These conjunctions can help us to keep items parallel. So let's rewrite the sentence in number seven, keeping parallel subjects together, such as we have in eight. Either Mark or his wife will take the kids to school. See how much easier that is to understand? And for English speakers, for instance, whenever we hear either and then a subject, we expect another subject to come after that, not a verb. Or if we have either <clears throat> and a verb, we expect another verb to come after it. So sentence seven originally had what? It had the structure of B. We had two subjects, but one possible action. And there are other parallel forms these diagrams can help you with, <clears throat> such as neither nor, and not only, but also. Let's look at sentences 9, A, and B. Do we have a diagram A or B situation here? Good, you're getting better. It's diagram A. The two, the two phrases we have need to correlate, that we need to correlate, are a good cook and a healthy eater. We will use neither nor because we have a situation with two negatives. And our sentence will look like number 10. Martin is neither a good cook nor a healthy eater. So do you notice how neither nor come immediately before whatever verbs or adjectives or phrases we're keeping in parallel? We have the subject, which is only one. We get that out of the way first. So Martin, and then we have the main verb, is, and then we enter our parallel uh, construction. So Martin is neither a good cook nor a healthy eater. If we look at 11, what diagram relates to this pair? Good. It's diagram B situation. So we need to correlate the supervisor and the employees. In addition, it looks like an either-or situation. So we'll have like sentence 12. Either the supervisor or the employees are wrong. Note, if you reverse the subjects, 
the verb would agree with the closest subject, as in 13. Either the employees or the supervisor is wrong. Note, the correlative always comes before the word or phrase that is going to be parallel. It is the same with not only but also. So look at sentence 14. The aliens are not only big, but also strong. Well, now it's time for you to try. You will see this frame for about two minutes, and then we will go to the answers. So again, you're trying to use either or, neither nor, or not only but also. And remember to look for the patterns that the writer is setting up, whether it's adjectives or verbs or phrases that you're trying to keep in parallel. Okay, in another few seconds, we'll go to the answers page. Okay, let's go to the answers page. So in the first one, we have, my dog is affectionate, playful, and he seems to understand a lot of things. Well, we have affectionate and playful, right? So we need another adjective. And if a person or animal, for instance, seems to understand a lot, then we could say that that person or animal is intelligent. So intelligent is one of the, probably one of the best adjectives we could play here, use here. Uh, and we want to keep them parallel. So we have affectionate, playful, and intelligent. How about number two? We have one subject, right? Mr. Adams. Mr. Adams has a lovely family, and Mr. Adams has a magnificent mansion. So it's one subject with two possible um, parallel items. So Mr. Adams has not only a lovely family, but also a magnificent mansion. And three, everyone needs to work, to sleep, and to eat. Remember what we said about parallel infinitives? We only use the particle to once. So everyone needs to work, sleep, and eat. In number four, we have my sister will drive me to school, my brother will drive me to school. Well here, our subjects will be parallel, right? because we have two possible subjects but only one possible action. So either my sister or my brother will drive me to school. And last, neither the animals nor the hunter were aware of the other hunters. So remember that your verb needs to agree with the noun that's closest to it. So neither the animals nor the hunter was aware of the other hunters. So I hope this video helped. Please view it as many times as you need to, and good luck.